a Monday morning, and you know what that means. Streamers, welcome back to the Oscillation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Daz Don't kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news. Uh, we're... we're we're, we're back on format, guys. Yeah, this is not a special episode. Thank y'all who reached out last week to uh, share kind words for the uh, special episode with the smoking Hot Girlfriend, Lindsay. Uh, she greatly appreciated it, and I greatly appreciate y'all being nice. Uh, good news, we did have a phenomenal time when we were down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and even better news, she's still talking to me after our trip, so she will be returning in a future episode to give her thoughts what we uh, what we. Uh, really enjoyed some stuff we didn't kind of enjoy on our trip to give a full report, but that is in a future episode. Uh, this week, uh, well, speaking of trips down to Orlando, this would be the point where I bring in my co-host, my tag team partner. You know her, you love her, Rising Star Podcast, Rising Star Streaming, et cetera, et cetera. Steffers, Steffers is actually now down in Orlando, Florida on vacation. So Steffers uh, cannot join us this week. So uh, I reached out into the podcasting multiverse uh, and brought a very special guest, a friend of the show. Well, a friend, not only of the show, but a friend of me in real life, a friend that I saw relatively recently down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you know him, you love him, much like Steffers. He is the podfather of the monorail. He is just a freaking monorail. Jay, welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. How you doing, buddy? Hey, 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 how's it going, Big Landaws? So happy to be back here on Dawes Does Disney. I am so honored to be invited and filling the shoes of Steffers. I don't know if my feet would fit in her shoes. We're going to give it a try. But you know what? I saw you open that portal behind me just like the Sorcerer Supreme Wong himself, and I had to step through, and I didn't really have a choice. And here I am, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. That that's still a little weird, even though I have seen all the all the strange movies and and She Hulk and stuff like that. Wong is still Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he's he is he he, he has the sour cream right on top. <laughs> and and uh, he didn't even have to pay extra for it. Now guacamole, you do have to pay extra for. Always pay extra for guac. Yes. Hot take: I'm not a big fan of guacamole. Oh, that's okay. You don't have to be. Some people think it tastes like dirt. I actually really like guacamole. I'm a big guac fan. I like avocado. So I, I I will throw out the extra change if I go to Chipotle. Give me that guac. I will say I am starting to make a turn on the avocado as a whole. I used to be very anti-avocado, but in recent years, getting it on some salads, particularly that uh, Cobb salad at the uh, uh, oh. Brown, uh, like Brown Derby. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the Brown Derby in uh, Hollywood Studios. That is a phenomenal addition on the salad. So I'm starting to soften my stance on avocado. Haven't made it there on the guac yet. Landon, you pretty soon you're going to be a basic millennial and you're going to be eating avocado toast for <laughs> breakfast every day. Spending seven fifty for that avocado toast at every meal, and then and then there will be people writing opinion pieces in the Wall Street Journal saying why can't Landon Don't save his money? Uh, all, all he's doing is blowing it on avocado toast. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell, Wall Street Journal? Why are you targeting me out? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you could be spending it on you know heroin and hookers. It's better better be spending it on avocado toast, in my opinion. Well, who says I'm not spending on a heroin? Anyway, I don't want to uh, admit to anything that could possibly uh, impact my political future when I decide not to run for office. But uh, we are 
here to talk about not my political aspirations for the future. God, that would be terrifying. Uh, we're here to talk about some Disney news. Uh, D23 did happen about this time last week. We're going to be talking about some of that stuff at the end of the episode because uh, I'm sure some of y'all have already made your opinions on some of the headlines that came out of D23 and they're really just headlines. There's no actual concrete things coming out of it. But we're going to get into that later. Uh, there was some actual news that came out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida this week. And Jay, I think the biggest piece of news, uh, you know, here on Daz Does Disney, uh, we love ourselves some kite tails over in the Animal Kingdom. And uh, kind of surprising, at least to me, Disney made the announcement that Kite Tails will have its final flight on September 30th, in the uh, in the announcement, Disney says, quote, as you know, Disney's Kite Tales debuted at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park for the launch of the 50th anniversary celebration of the Walt Disney World Resort. After the first year, we will transition the entertainment on Discovery River Lagoon to the flotillas. The last flight of Disney Kite Tales will be September 30th, 2022. We look forward to seeing our guests continue waving to their Disney friends cruising by on flotillas, embracing Disney pals with up-close encounters, and more to come as we introduce our festive holiday season offerings in the months ahead, end quote. Um, like I said, I'm surprised that Disney's already pulling the plug on Kite Tales. This is a show that ran for less than a year. Now they are framing it, they launched it for the 50th anniversary. So on the one hand, if it's being pitched as just for the 50th anniversary, okay, yeah, it's coming to a close. The 50th anniversary celebration runs through next year though. So for them to already be pulling the plug on Kite Tales, kind of surprising to me. I think it is surprising. I mean, I've heard some people speculate that the reason is they're gonna be moving those jet skis back over for another show that might be coming that I think we'll be talking about a little bit later. Um, but I thought the jet skis were removed and brought to Animal Kingdom because of the barges on World Showcase Lagoon. And then they were like, oh, we can do, you know, we can bring some kites over here and do some little daytime magic. And here, here's the thing about kite tails. I, I feel like in that little amphitheater there at Animal Kingdom, They've just never had any real success with whether it be a nighttime show or, or whatever kind of entertainment. They they tried Rivers of Light. They tried multiple iterations. It just never really worked mm. out, and, and and it ended up going away eventually. And now now the Kite Tales again another what well, seems like a failed experiment. I, it surprises me a little bit though because I think on paper you look at Kite Tales and you're like, oh, this doesn't really excite me to go to the park and go see this. But if you're there and you catch one of the shows, which, by the way, they're like five minutes each. They're super short. Yes, uh, very brief. You cannot help but smile. Like, 1,000%. The music is fun. You see these big, goofy-looking kites, and you're just praying for disaster. Like you want, <laughs> that's It's like watching something, just hoping something goes wrong because it's not going to hurt anybody. and You just want to see these kites like just eat it over there on the, on the stairs, or oh, well, not the yeah. stairs, but the seats. And, and that's the best part. It's like you get to see these big giant kites take flight, and then at the end, to bring them down, they just boom, clobber, eat crap in the seats. It's hilarious. Yeah, and it makes me smile every time I see it. It has to be a relatively inexpensive show for them to do. So, I just, it is a bit of a surprise. And and honestly, I feel like in some of these cases. Disney needs to stop taking itself so seriously at times and take a little cue from Universal. Like, embrace this stuff that fans sort of, like, pick up and run with. Fan 
Because anyone who saw it, and even on the social media, people loved watching these kites crash. Mm-hmm. I mean, just run with that. Yep. It could have been a thing. Well, I mean, so. like, like, like you, you talk about. Don't take yourself so seriously and embrace something like Universal does. It's like Halloween Horror Night, like Little Boo, like like that was something that was born specifically on social media. Fans found this little weird looking pumpkin, and now Universal is selling Little Boo merchandise, and Little Boo has become kind of an icon for Halloween Horror Night, all because Universal yeah. leaned into it. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Lean into what the fans are into. It's it's an easy thing to do. Like let let the crowd help you with some of your marketing strategy. And in this case, I, I just feel like unless there's some logistical reason, like I said, like they need those jet skis or maybe it was taking a lot of money to maintain the, the kites and fuel up the jet skis and pay the kite flight. I don't know. Unless there's some real good reason, I, I just can't, I can't see why you'd get rid of it. And, and I mean, what are you going to do with that area? I mean, you talked, they've tried several different things in uh, the Discovery River Lagoon area, and I mean, nothing seems to stick. And once again, this area is just going to be go, going unused again. People are just going to use it to what? Go sit down and catch their breath after riding Expedition Everest again? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've found it's a good place to eat ice cream. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Very good so. place to eat ice cream. Well, <laughs> well, depending on the time of day, because uh, depending on what time of day, uh, even when you go see Kite Tales, it can feel like you're sitting on the surface of the sun. So Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. it is concrete in the blazing hot Florida sun. So I, that, that is true. But, you know, take you sit on uh, sit on a little uh, kite that they're not going to be using anymore. Your little piece <laughs> of kite, those hand those out. You can sit on those. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they need to do with the kites. They need to just string them up to give everybody some uh, some shade, oh, some coverage. There you go. Uh huh. They can do that. <laughs> um, I do like that they uh, that in the statement Disney is putting emphasis on the flotillas. So it does seem like Disney is still going to continue implementing the flotillas going forward. And hopefully, since uh, the kite tails won't be taking up the, uh, the the lagoon area, maybe that means more flotillas will be coming through. So you can see this will be another opportunity, another area where character barges can come through. So maybe, maybe that'll be the positive outcome in this question mark. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take something from it, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and and that is that is uh, that feels kind of like a uh, stretch, but uh, I mean, character uh, barges and character interactions are a positive. And, and another character interaction that is returning. Disney recently announced that character breakfast at the Crystal Palace with Winnie the Pooh and friends will be returning in October, October twenty fifth specifically. But reservations for this character breakfast they they're going to open September twenty second. Um, Jay, I have never eaten at the crystal palace uh at least as an adult i think maybe as a as a, as a little landon i might have done that um i feel like there's there's some like vague memory i have of meeting winnie the pooh and tigger too um for breakfast when i was younger uh but not as an adult do you have any experience with the crystal palace actually i don't uh this is one of those places that i've had reservations for probably a couple of different times and ended up canceling them for one reason or another i i just um i think part of it was pre-pandemic it was one of those things that we just never got around to and then post-pandemic since they since it wasn't like the full experience i just haven't uh, mm -hmm. felt the urge to go back there maybe i will now yeah that is interesting with with a lot of these experiences 
being taken off the table, you not having that opportunity to, you say now that it's coming back, maybe maybe you will do this in the future. I'm I'm curious if if you would be alone in that instance, like like kind of like telling a child you can't do that. Oh well, if you tell a child you can't do, they can't do something. What are they going to do? They're absolutely 100% going to go do that. So for sure. So I I don't think you're going to end up being alone in that instance of of you know now that you have the opportunity to do this uh, again. Yeah, I think character dining experiences are fun. I love a breakfast buffet. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see myself wanting to do that because I think this is one of those places where you can typically get a reservation like actually before park hours, so you sort of get in. And, uh, and then you get maybe the first little sprint over to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or something once you're done with your breakfast. So opportunity to do that there. And, and I don't know, things coming back to normal is always a good thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote normal. So No, no, you know, around these parts we call it normalcy, remember. Yeah, normalcy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, reservations are going to be open this week. Thursday, as a matter of fact. So, so if that's something you and your family, your party want to do, make sure and uh, put a notification, a reminder in your phone for it. But yeah, it's like, a, like again, more steps back towards normal because right now they have lunch and dinner options, but no breakfast. But yeah. that'll that'll change at the end of October. And I do think, like you were saying, it is one of those instances where you can get it, get a reservation ahead of the opening of the park and kind of get that jump start. Yeah, and that partially is, you know adds a little value because character breakfasts are expensive and you know of course you're getting that one-on-one time with characters so you're saving yourself some time waiting in line to meet the characters you get the one-on-one interaction so you're paying for that and you got to make sure that you get eat your uh weights worth or (laughs) eat eat your weights your weight in bacon (laughs) you know while you're there um and mickey waffles and then once you do that uh you know then roll yourself on over to uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. And like I said, it, it sort of maybe helps get you some of that value for what is kind of an expensive way to do breakfast at Disney. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's 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 breakfast at Disney. If, if if you're doing breakfast at Disney, probably not a real cheap way to do it unless unless you're yeah. you know, loading up on granola bars uh, as you rope drop and head over to Seven Doors. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's true too. It it's all expensive. It's it's a little more when you do a character breakfast. But yeah, I agree. But I mean, character uh, character dining experience is well worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I I do think just generally when it comes to character dining, I think you get your money's worth a little more with like a dinner than you do with breakfast because breakfast is breakfast. Um, but you know, like I said, if it does give you the opportunity to get in a the park, then I can see justifying that a little more. Oh, one thousand percent. That was that was always part of the reason that I I've always wanted to do breakfast at the garden grill in epcot because that is one of those uh reservations you can get before the park opens so once once you eat your breakfast once you get to hang out with with, with mickey and pluto and chip and dale and their farmer get-ups okay maybe i can go ahead and go get in line for frozen or, or yeah. test track or, or something like that where yeah. so so i mean in that instance totally worth it so Agreed. So one of the perks of going for a character breakfast, you know, early where you get into the park is you get to kind of get into the park a little bit early. Um, one of the perks of an after hours ticket is you get to well stay after the park closes. And in the instance of Mickey's not so scary, if you get to buy your ticket, sorry, buddy, it is now completely sold out for the 2022 season. Uh, if you've been listening to this show this podcast in the weeks leading up to well 
now. I kind of feel like I've been jumping up and down screaming that this is going to happen. And as of last week, the 2022 Mickey's Not So Scary is 1,000% sold out. Um, I was fortunate enough to attend uh, this past week, and I had a blast. Uh, this feels like um, Not So Scary from years past. This does not at all feel like Boobash, and that is a phenomenal thing because you remember, I was not a big fan of Boobash. I loved my experience of Mickey's Not So Scary, and... I loved my experience at the 2022 Mickey's Not So Scary. Uh, the Sanderson Sisters stage show to kick it off, uh, I thought was phenomenal. The projection on the Cinderella Castle with the fireworks and the storytelling of the Jack Skellington puppet is just phenomenal. Um, I will say, even though it is a ticketed after-hour event, the Magic Kingdom was packed. It did not, I mean, it it felt like a regular night at the Magic Kingdom. There were so many people. Now, granted, you didn't run into, you know, crazy long lines like you would, at, like, you know, say noon or one o'clock for a ride like uh, Seven Dwarves Mine. But, I mean, there was a ton of people for a pretty high ticket or a high-priced after-hour experience. Um, Jay, I know in years past, you have gone to Not So Scary. Uh, did you get a chance to uh, go to Not So Scary this year? No, and I had kind of been holding out. I, I was considering going, but I also thought I probably wouldn't go this year just because I did spring for the Frequent Fear Plus Pass for, Hall or for um, Halloween Horror Nights, and then I, I'm going to Halloween Scream on October 1st. So with my, it, it kind of feels like my uh, Halloween party dance card is a little bit full. <laughs> yeah, um, just a little bit. And also, by the way, both of those were, I mean, getting the... Um, frequent fear plus pass to go potentially 36 times not going 36 times but potentially like 36 times to halloween horror nights was like just a little more than the highest price of one night going to not so scary so i'm i'm just saying it was a little bit hard for me to justify the value, especially if I was going to go in October. No, and 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 I totally understand that. And uh, talking on the uh, on the price points for not so scary, we saw ticket prices rise, raised for every for every facet, every price point you want, if you want to call it that, for not so scary. And I mean, with the exception of a print that they give you on your way out of the Magic Kingdom for the fiftieth anniversary, which I mean. It's cool, but it's it, it, it's a little little poster thing that you may hang up in your office, or you may you know put it behind your couch in, in in the office and forget about it. They didn't really add anything from the 2019 version of the not so scary Halloween party. Now I do think a lot of people were just excited to have the not so scary party back, yeah. so maybe that uh, played into a complete across the board sellout. But I mean, if you were hoping for something new. Uh, other than, you know, maybe some new merchandise, some exclusive for the 2022 party merchandise. Uh, this is the same not so scary party you've gotten in the past. And in my opinion, that's not a bad thing because, I mean, I, the the booty you parade is worth the price of admission alone. Like, like I can I can fire up that booty you soundtrack any point in the year and it just puts a smile on my face. But um I kind of understand why uh, with your uh, with your uh, spooky 
dance card being as full as it was and for the price point. I mean, you, you said it. you have the option of going 36 times to Halloween Horror Nights as opposed to one night of Not So Scary. Now, granted, they're both Halloween-themed parties, but they are two vastly <laughs> different experiences. Um, they are, sure. And, and I discovered that uh, one of those is not necessarily my speed of Halloween parties, but 36 opportunities to go to one as opposed to one eight-hour experience, and that's if you get there at 4 p.m. when they start letting you in the doors of Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so and that's just the math I was doing in my head this year. Um, here's the question that I would have. When I look at this now, I've got the article pulled up. It's every event date starting August 12th. This article basically says every night was sold out for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party. Every, every event so far that's happened was sold out, and everyone that's upcoming is sold out. So... If I'm Disney, you now you're doing this this uh, you know calculus of like, does that mean this was just pent up demand for not so scary this year, or are we going to be able to up those ticket prices even more next year? Because that's the way they think that you should do it to thin out the crowds. You crank up the price, <laughs> and if they see that money on the table, they're going to do it. So it'll be interesting to see both of those things next season. Um, are the prices going to be another 20% more or whatever? And are the dates going to sell out like this? Um, mm, those are both very good. And unfortunately, I do think we are going to see another price increase because, I mean, this that's kind of Disney's MO at this point is they see a demand and they realize they can get more money for it. I mean, like, like it, it hurts me to say this, but at the end of the day, Disney, it's a, it's a profit deal. And, yeah. and they have a bottom line that they have to sometimes painstakingly pay attention to and i mean like for for the night of halloween itself monday october 31st they were able to charge 200 dollars ahead for people 10 and up and it sold out yeah. like that was one of the first nights to sell out now yeah. granted i do think there was some pent-up demand because boobash was kind of um not great and people love not so scary but at the same like i Unfortunately, I do think we are going to see another price bump, but I mean, these prices were already like eyebrow raising to begin with. I mean, like, like the highest price point I just mentioned was October 31st at $200. Are we going to see $200 become the regular price point for next year's? I, it could be the base, but I will say early in August, if they started, they may start at August 1st next year. <laughs> July um, 5th, we're starting not so scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, those prices at least will be, you know, a little more affordable because they yeah. do that mm -hmm. early, early in the season. They're going to let you um, get a price for a, a lower rate. And that's good. So I guess just if you do plan on going next year and you are a little more price sensitive, you just have to be thinking ahead and just think, well, I'm going to need to plan that trip for August. Um, yeah, because mm -hmm. once you get into September, October, it just starts to be almost twice as much. Yeah, that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, in September, that's when you start to see the price. Uh, the prices start to creep up. Because I mean, with the exception of the first not so scary event that happened on August twelfth, uh, Jay is right. I mean, the prices in the entire month of August, running through uh, September fifth, was one hundred nine for ages ten and up. Which I mean. That's still still kind of a rough pill to swallow, but it's much e it's a much easier pill to swallow as opposed to the 159, 179, 200 dollars ahead that we talked about for Halloween night itself. So yeah, and and by the way, I I am not sitting here saying that um, 
that Disney's in the wrong for like upping the price. Like if the demand's there, that's what you do. You're gonna up the prices because <laughs> yeah. you can make more money. And also, it is a great event. Like you said, the fireworks show is amazing. The Booty You Parade and that and the stage show, the Sanderson Sisters stage show, is great. And you know, if if this helps you, you know, justify the cost a little bit, you do get like a little bag. You get to trick or treat. Mm -hmm. Those, are, you know, the candy's free. Um, you know, so those little things like that that are thrown in there. Um, and I do think it's if you love Halloween events and you're a Disney fan, you would love it. Like absolutely love it. It's one thousand percent. Yes, one thousand percent. But just start saving those uh, Disney dollar dues now for next year. I am curious. I don't have this off the top of my head or in front of me. I'm curious what the sellout numbers look like for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party that's getting ready to start coming up. Because I'm curious if they're seeing the sellout numbers that Not So Scary did. Because if I remember correctly, very Merry, did it happen last year? Um... I honestly I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I feel like I feel like it did. I think it did too because stuff had slowly started to open up again and I think Disney felt comfortable enough to uh to have regular very merry as opposed to like like when when Halloween time rolled around for whatever reason they they went with boobash instead of not so scary last year. But that being said, I still think maybe they didn't do character meet and greets possibly that sounds right question so, mark i don't know i but it will for sure be back to its full self this year yes so i i think we might see a similar thing um i don't think it'll be sold out like all the way through yet but i, I bet you by the time we get to mid november you'll you'll see the same thing yeah i i definitely think you're right so again kind of like what i was talking about Leading up to this news story of Not So Scary selling out, if you and your party are thinking about, you know, big part of our Christmas tradition is going down to the Magic Kingdom for Mickey's Very Merry. Maybe get tickets while you still can, because I don't want you to be left out in the cold, for lack of a better term, when it comes to not being able to get tickets for Very Merry when y'all wanted to go, because that, that too is a very fun after hour ticketed event uh, down at Magic Kingdom. So uh, act now while you still can, I guess. They called it the very merriest after hours last year. What? Yeah, that I remember being, being entertained by that name of the event. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they called it. So, and it was a little different. Um, you got attractions and free food, but and there's, of course, the decorations. I don't know if they... I didn't go, so I can't talk about all the experience, but um, it says... I'm just trying to see if it said anything about... And actually, a lot of them sold out last year. Um, yeah, I can't see in this. Just doing a quick review, I don't... I, I would imagine part of it was they didn't have the character meet and greets, because I know they didn't do it for the Boo Bash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Boo Bash did not have character meet and greets, so... so. Yeah. But I mean, like like you said, they are they're back to full speed when it comes to very merry, just like they were back to full speed for not so scary. So so if, if the holiday 
after hour events are something that you're a big fan of Disney. I mean, they're there to take your money as long yeah. as uh, you can get a ticket for the uh, day you are there. But those after hour events, they do affect park hours, for, particularly in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, everybody loves it when I update you on park hours. And I have park hours of operation for October, particularly in the Magic Kingdom. Um, This is going to be weird. It's going to sound like a bingo card, so pay attention. October 2nd, 4th, 6th, 7th, 10th, 11th, 13th, 14th, 16th, 18th, 20th, 21, 23, 25th, 27th, and 29th. Park hours have been extended from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Previously, they were listed as opening at 9 a.m. with a closing of 6 p.m. I believe those are going to be your Mickey not-so-scary Halloween party days. So that means you're going to be getting an extra hour at the front of the day. Uh, on October 3rd, 5th, 8th, 9th, 12th, 15th, 17th, 19th, 22nd, 24th, 26th, and 29th. Um, it's weird the 29th got listed twice. Uh, park hours have been extended from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Previously, park hours were going to be 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. So instead, you get an extra hour at the end of the day, which if I'm being completely honest, I'd rather have an hour at the end of the day as opposed to the beginning of the day. That's just me, though. Heading over to Epcot, October 2nd through the 29th, park hours have been extended opening now at 8.30 a.m., closing at 9 p.m. Previously, you were looking at a 9 a.m. opening and a 9 p.m. closing, park hopping all the way over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. October 2nd through the 29th, park hours have been extended 8.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Previously, again, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then finally, we're heading over to Disney's Animal Kingdom, October 12th, 18th, 19th, 24th, 28th. Park hours have been extended 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Previously, park hours were 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., so you're getting an hour added at the beginning of the day, so you can uh, go see an early morning safari while all them animals are waking up and going to get their breakfast, going to stand in line at a animal Starbucks or something like that. And then on October 2nd, 3rd, 6th through the 11th, 13th through the 17th, 20th, 20th through the 23rd, and the 29th park hours have been extended 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Previously, park hours were 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. So, uh, hmm, messing with your hours there a little bit as well. So, uh, if you and your party are going to be down in the most magical place on Earth during those uh, during those days, be sure and check the hours of operation for the parks before you head over. And, of course, you can check the My Disney Experience app to find the latest on those hours before you head out to the parks those days. Thank you for that update. I think I got a bingo. <laughs> also uh i sunk my own battleship as well so. <laughs> yeah and, and i wanted to yell happy new year in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah i i uh, i feel a little lightheaded now if i'm being completely honest i think i need to lay down <laughs> <laughs> um this next story is a uh is an installation on an attraction that kind of got put on notice a little bit from an announcement at D23. But even though uh, the dinosaur ride at Disney's Animal Kingdom might be on a countdown to extinction, uh, Disney is still installing stuff on the ride, uh, not necessarily updating the dinosaurs or the attraction. They're installing safety equipment on the vehicles because apparently, um, uh, according to cast members that spoke to Blog Mickey, uh, they installed what they call LIDAR rigs on the um on the vehicle, 
on the vehicles themselves because apparently uh, there's such a problem with guests standing up while the ride is moving. So this is something that can sense when people stand up. And if you've been on Dinosaur, this is not exactly a smooth ride. And and just, just thinking about people standing up on an attraction, particularly an attraction like Dinosaur that jostles you and throws you around, that just gives me all sorts of anxiety. Probably not the safest thing to do. No, 1,000% not. <laughs> but uh, apparently these LiDAR rigs, uh, they can uh, they can sense whenever uh, guests decide to uh, stand up and want to uh, move about the uh, the the cart. Um, I re I remember I was on Pirates one time and we were we were getting we were going around the turn getting ready to go down the drop, and the people in front of me they all decided for whatever reason they didn't like where they were seated, so they all started to climb over each other to change places. And like we are, we are getting ready to go down and hit the drop. Oh my god! Like I, I about had a panic attack. I'm like, oh my god! Like, like, like somebody's about to die. Like, 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 like dead men are really about to tell no tales. That would have, yeah, oh. I would have had a, oh. a, a huge anxiety oh. attack with that. Yeah, happening. just talking about it right now is freaking me out. Well, and and it's like I was, uh, I was stuck on uh, the people mover uh, when I was in the Magic Kingdom for uh, for uh, not so scary the other night, and they kept having to make the announcement over and over again. Please remain fully seated several times. Apparently, this is just something that like is like like did people forget how to act over the pandemic, and now yes. that we're just out and about, we're just acting like a bunch of heathens, like like the just standing up on 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 things <laughs> at, at Disney World. Come on, y'all. The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that is what happened. But like I, you know, we, there's always been some problems like this. But I do feel like it's more pervasive. Like I, I don't really know why. Um, don't stand up on rides. I the only thing I can figure is you know when you're riding dinosaur maybe maybe you see that Carnotaurus and you want to give it a standing ovation. I mean, <laughs> I I don't really know because you're like wow it's actually moving today. Yeah right. It's not wearing a net on its head. <laughs> it's like good I, job, dude. That's I can't I don't get it. I just I, I I'm too much of a rule follower for that sort of mm -hmm. thing. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to safety, it's you don't play around with that stuff. No, no, because I mean like like. Especially on an attraction like Dinosaur, that that vehicle it 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 wobbles and and comes to sudden stops and yeah. sudden sudden goes and makes sharp turns, and you're in the dark. So I mean, like like and those those animatronics, I mean, they're moving pieces and stuff like that. So I mean, um, just 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 stay seated <laughs> and and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. <laughs> And thank you, cast member. But we'll get to that later. Um, uh, now, Jay, uh, I know you are a fan of mobile checkout options mm. when it comes to the My Disney Experience app, particularly when it comes to uh, placing your food orders. Um, do you have any experience when it comes to uh, mobile checkout for merchandise? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've done it a bunch. I, it's particularly at World of Disney and Connection, not Connections. <laughs> I get those names in Epcot all <laughs> mixed up. Uh, what creations shop yeah, in Epcot? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done it in those be two mouse places. Gears, yeah. Oof, well, <laughs> um, it was never Mouse Gears, um, but <laughs> okay, nerd. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, you're a professional podcaster. Get the name right. It was I mouse, never claimed to be a professional podcaster. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, 
I love it. Uh, oh, and and I've done it in the Emporium too. So yes. I, yeah, mm -hmm. yes, I've done it all over the place, and it's great. It works yeah. great. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. I've used it at a. Uh, uh, World of Disney and Disney Springs, the Emporium, uh, and in Epcot as well. But uh, if you are a fan of using technology to speed up your experience and you are a fan of Doc Ondar's uh, Den of Antiquities in Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the mobile checkout is now available for most but not all merchandise items. Uh, but if you are curious where you can use the mobile checkout uh, across the Walt Disney World Resort, you've got Creation Shop in Epcot, Treasures of Xandar, also in Epcot. In Magic Kingdom, we already spoke about the Emporium, newly added Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, Mickey's of Hollywood in Hollywood Studios. Uh, not familiar with that one, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, heading over to Animal Kingdom, you got Discovery Trading Center, Island Mercantile, and then in Disney Springs, you got Superhero headquarters and world of disney um i love anything yeah. to speed up the process of not standing in line because i'm of the mindset if i'm standing in line at walt disney world i better be getting on a roller coaster at the end of it not giving somebody my credit card yeah <laughs> that's true um and some of those lines in the big shops like the flagship shops like oh uh, creation and, and emporium and all world they, of they, disney at yeah, disney world springs disney. is notorious for always having yeah. a horrible line and it, and it really does seem like not a lot of people take advantage of no. the mobile checkout. I, I got to tell you all, it's super easy. It, you just open the My Disney Experience app, and all you do is there's going to be a button that you find. I'm actually going to open it right now, and I'll tell you where it's at, um, that, that you just choose mobile checkout. Um, and once you shop in store. So bottom of the app, we, you open it up, you're on the main screen, you hit the plus at the bottom, you do shop in store, and then... You scan your items as you go, and actually there are bags that you can use as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you pick up a bag, you scan it, you put it in there, and then once you're done, you pay with the card that's on your app, and then you just go to a cast member who's at one of the stations near the doors, and you show them that here's here's proof on the app that I paid, here's the stuff, and they're like, all right, have a good day. Boom, you're gone. It's great. And that cast member will take off any any security tags that might be on any merchandise you bought. If you bought a coffee mug and you tell them, hey, I got to get this back to Knoxville, Tennessee. Can you wrap this for travel? Uh, they will wrap it right there for you. And yeah. any discounts you have, if you use a Disney Visa card, if you use an annual pass uh, for, for your uh, discount, uh, I believe you can also get that through the mobile checkout app. So Yeah, you can. Um, and I'll say this, at Doc Undars, I would imagine the only stuff you can't do it with is the stuff that's behind the counter, which would make total sense. That that would make sense it, it, yeah. because you have to get help getting it from behind the counter. Yeah. So it, like the you've got all those uh, replica lightsaber hilts. You're mm -hmm. not going to be, be able to mobile check out those. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. I love expand mobile ordering, expand mobile checkout Disney and tear down those walls? I don't know. Yeah, embrace Around Moana, Journey of Water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. I'll be honest, when I was going through the uh, the mobile uh, checkout options for merchandise, I was surprised there's still only those few options uh, spread out across the park. I know. Well, you know, and the, and the thing, too, is with mobile ordering, I don't really know why, if you've got the technology, why that hasn't been spread out to more locations as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And some of them have actually changed in the and it used to be that you could mobile order in like for example, Sunshine Seasons at Epcot. You used to be able to mobile order. Now you can't. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You're Don't going do that. The, yeah, you're going the wrong way, Disney. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> though, though I'm sure a lot of people would say they're going the wrong way on a lot of things. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, this is kind of something that I forgot was completely happening. But not only is it still happening, they are uh, starting construction. We're talking the uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Toy Story Land in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Construction has started on the entrance. Uh, I kind of feel like this is one of the last big announcements that happened right before the pandemic hit. And then it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. And then like, I'll be honest, I, I just admitted, I, I forgot that it was announced at all. And I kind of thought it would have just kind of gone away, but not only is it not going away, it is still full steam ahead. And uh, we're gonna be looking to get a new sit down restaurant option in Toy Story Land now. I love it. I also thought that it was just gonna be totally canceled. like. I really thought it was gone um, because it really they just totally stopped talking about it for a while. Mm -hmm. So so I'm grad I'm I'm grad I'm a grad student and I'm glad that it's back. <laughs> um, the I, my only issue with this and it's the it's the same issue I've had since the start of knowing that this was going to be coming to Toy Story Land is why not a Pizza Planet? I mean I know you've got Pizza Rizzo. You could have maybe transitioned that to something else. I just like a little more variety. I feel, yeah, and, and plus that mm, Pizza Planet fits so well in that. Well, and and well, I mean the theming they're going with. It's like you know Andy has uh, created a, a rodeo arena for some of his favorite toys, and they're going to be implementing the the 3D yeah. kind of cutout uh, that you see used yeah. in Toy Story Mania. So so they'll be able to tie it with that. But I mean like Pizza Planet is is. I mean, it's very prominently featured in the Toy Story franchise. And plus, I mean, like where it's going to end up in Toy Story land. I mean, it's going to end, probably end up either across or very close to uh, the alien swirling saucer. And I mean, the aliens come from where, Jay? Well, they come from Pizza Planet. Exactly. So, I, I mean. Okay. I Have they changed the location? Because it used to be that it was going to be almost right where the giant Woody is. Um, so, so it's going to be a little bit further down. Okay. All right. right. But yeah. Um, which I was, I was, if you were going to argue, oh, you can't have a pizza planet in Andy's backyard. First of all, you could, cause you could make it like it was a toy set. Um, mm -hmm. just like this, but you, since it is kind of at the front of toy story land, it could be, that's where it is before you transition to the size of a toy. This is pizza planet. You could almost tie it into the whole transition thing. You become a toy when you leave pizza planet and go into toys. That'd have been land. perfect. Yeah. You could, you could exit like going through, uh, going through the, the door of the, of, of the claw machine and boom, you're, yeah. you're in Andy's backyard. Yeah. So Man, any, we're really good at this. We are, we are. <laughs> I, I, it, but I, I would say, honestly, the reason they probably didn't is because they're like, we already have a pizza place. Yeah. At, and pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's 1000% why. Yeah. But you could keep the Muppet theme but just change it to something else and put a pizza planet there. That would have been my suggestion. Too late for that. I am excited for the for the Roundup barbecue. I think it's going to be a fun place to eat. Yeah, and 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 it's another sit-down option in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And yeah. and and I'll and I'm going to imagine it's going to be on more of the affordable side too. I think so. Yeah, it's not a signature dining place, so that's good. And, and, and I mean, theming wise, it'll probably be fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it open. Uh, though we don't have an open date, I imagine it's going to be in, 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 in the future, like, like far away because, you know, construction for the entrance is, is, is just now starting. So, mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, don't, don't hold your breath or don't go on a hunger strike until, uh, until, uh, 
until rodeo roundup barbecue opens you might starve so um um uh so this past thursday uh some pictures started uh going around on social media um jay you you are a local down in central florida you live minutes from the house of the mouse so you are aware that sometimes uh the weather in florida it can be what's the term i'm wonky it can be wonky sometimes Um, so, uh, some pictures started being posted on social of what appeared to be funnel clouds appearing in or, or not in, but around Epcot. And, uh, one of the shots that I saw over and over again, it was uh, taken by an individual named Andrew Klatt, uh, was a funnel cloud behind spaceship earth. And yeah. then, uh, so, I mean, that is, that is a very striking photo. And then, um, uh, Joey, uh, Joey Bordreau, uh, at Real Bordreau on uh, social, he got a video um, in front of Spaceship Earth where the uh, BCS Championship trophy looking <laughs> thing is uh, r- right where you come into Epcot through the turnstiles. And there is there is a funnel cloud like off in the distance where people are kind of looking at it. Uh, people reached out to local weather media. Um, uh, and as of now, there there had been no report of any damage that came from it. And uh, don't believe it touched down. So thankfully, uh, they're, they're nothing, nothing bad came of it. But that made me wonder, uh, Jay, have you ever had any experiences with any extreme or severe weather while you were in the park to the point where it impacted what you were doing? Oh, for sure. It's it's funny because I mean, rain. You you know these intense rain. rain showers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> they Pack happen. A poncho. If you're in the rainy season, you're going to get these pop up rain showers. Um, probably in the middle of your day in the park, usually like two, three o'clock. It's the skies are going to open up for, you know, and, and hopefully it's it's one of those things that goes by fast. But it doesn't have to stick around long because these are like heavy rains, and you can get drenched if you're not close to cover. It it <laughs> one day. I just timed it out very poorly in Hollywood studios. And I, I think I was coming out of a ride exit and I, and I thought, Oh, I think I can go do this ride. When I come out, I'll go seek shelter in like the shop in like Mickey's of Hollywood, for example. Um, and by the time that I exited the ride and made it like to shelter, I looked like I had jumped into echo Lake. <laughs> like <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, and it can, it can just happen out of nowhere, but yeah, a couple of the examples, that one. And then one time in Epcot, um, we were we were all the way in the back. I think we were maybe um, in Morocco or somewhere around there. Maybe maybe Japan actually. And the skies opened up. It was pouring, and it was like at the end of the day we were planning on leaving. And we were looking at the weather app, and we we're like, this isn't going anywhere. We're just gonna have to go. And literally, I was luckily I was wearing my Crocs that day mm. uh, because that saved my feet. But absolutely dr- everyone was soaked to the absolute bone i mean it was it's wild and that and that can happen to you we'll say about this uh funnel cloud it when it happened of course i work pretty close to epcot and i saw the videos and the pictures popping up um that day none of the people i worked with believed it was true they're like no way i was like there's <laughs> videos from like all these different angles like look at this um and it was it was really well i've never seen anything like that um i think that picture that has been like used like by the news and media and stuff i'm gonna say that picture is a bit enhanced because it looks like the funnel cloud is almost literally right there beside spaceship earth if you look at the videos it looks like it's farther off in the distance um but 
still being able to see it from Epcot from World Showcase unsettling <laughs> to say the very least. Yes. <laughs> And, and thankfully, like I said, there's been no reports of it touching down or it doing any damage or anybody getting hurt. So thankfully, right. it was just a, oh, that's not great situation. Ooh, it would have been fun to see, but and I'm sure I probably would have done the same thing. Pull out my phone because it's like, how often are you going to see something like that? But yeah, 1,000%. Seek shelter. Um, what about you, Landon? Have you ever been caught in, a, in some crazy weather in the parks? Um, the craziest, well, it was when I came down for the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it was like two or three days after Galaxy's Edge opened, there was a hurricane getting ready to hit Florida. And yeah. thankfully it dissipated by the time it hit Orlando, but everybody had kind of scrambled. Disney had reduced park hours that oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like I like... So it wasn't the weather that impacted my time in the park, but it was the, I guess, specter or the threat of weather that impacted my uh, my park experience. But I'll say it was like, it scared everybody off. Like I walked into Epcot, there was nobody that day. Yeah. And, and and the best part is it, like, like I talked about how they had reduced park hours that day. I got on social, it's like just midway through the day, they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're operating uh, as uh, normal. We're, we're back to normal park hours. Okay. And nobody Great. was in the like I I walked onto Soren three times in a row. Yeah. Just just got on, got off, got on, got off, got on, got off. Like it, like there was nobody in the park. It was like assuming you don't get hit by a hurricane. Um, hurricane season is a phenomenal time to go to Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah. I mean. In that same weather event that you're talking about, because it was, it was just days after Galaxy's Edge officially opened and the park was empty. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids were actually out of school because they canceled school in anticipation of the hurricane. Hurricane didn't didn't end up happening. So they went to Galaxy's Edge. Nobody there. Mm -hmm. And it's well, like three or four days after it opened. It was that yes. Was wild. Yeah, well, and and uh, you. you well, I was going to say, you remember Frank came, of course you remember Frank yeah. came down. Uh, he, he was able to walk through doing a video recording and there was nobody like, like in his way as he walked through and just recorded the streets of Batu. Like, yeah, that's crazy. And, and this was like 48, 72 hours after it opened to the public. You would, <laughs> you would have, and, and it was, it was crazy to think because when it opened us three, we were there and we were like shoulder to shoulder, wall to wall, ball to ball people. Yeah. Like 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 a throng of humanity, man. Yeah. It, and it's then crazy. and then just two, two, three days later, completely cleared out. Yeah. So it, you're right though, like if you can somehow like uh gamble, make that hurricane gamble if something looks like it's gonna hit, but you you know, and they're anticipating it, you're like, well, we could give it a shot because if it happens to veer off, when, and, and a lot of times Central Florida doesn't get hit that hard. Um, it does happen, but but many times it'll you know end up either dissipating or, or curving off into the ocean or somewhere else in the Gulf. Um, you could end up with a really lucky park day for mm -hmm. sure. And I mean, you can't always take you know travel insurance on your trip if you are booking during hurricane season. So if you do have to hard pivot and you know cancel your trip at the last minute or get out of dodge because you know um, it's about to hit the fan, yeah. you do have that option. And plus, from what I hear, uh, there are worse places to be stuck riding riding a hurricane out than on a Walt Disney World resort yeah. uh, hotel. Yeah, so. they take care of people in the resorts, and I just it occurs to me that I should say. I'm not encouraging you to travel down here because a hurricane's <laughs> coming. 
because that seems like bad advice. Yes, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Management is now telling us we need to emphasize that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, staying in Epcot, you know, not dealing with uh, hurricanes and tornadoes. Uh, well, this might bring uh, bring a certain type of storm, but uh, but it, it, it's not a uh, God made storm. It might be a monorail made storm. Um, well, and we're, we're, we're kind of now getting into the whole D23 announcements slash speculation nation because of like like some of these headlines, y'all, they're headlines. But um, I want to kick this off uh, because it's only appropriate. I have my friend Justin Monorail here because I don't know if you know this or not, but he has opinions about those lovely barges in Epcot. And uh, one of the announcements that... Uh, Disney Parks Chairman Josh DeMauro uh, said at D23 that Disney will debut a new nighttime spectacular at Epcot for Disney's 100th anniversary in 2023. As of recording, there are no further details that have been shared with us, the public. Um, Jay. Yes. How you feeling? I would be feeling much better if there was some sort of a promise that the barges were going to be removed. <laughs> However, I don't think that they will be. I, I think they're going to end up being part of this show. And and then who knows what happens after. Um, I, I think that this is just a reaction to the fact that both Enchantment and Harmonious just haven't gotten great reviews. And maybe, you know, they're going to do some temporary show for the 100th anniversary. And then maybe Harmonious will come back tweaked or, you know, improved, enhanced, whatever you want to say. Uh I, I would love it, though, if, if there was some sort of a, hey, guys, um, you know what? Our bad. Illuminations was fun, right? Let's just do that again. <laughs> I'd be good with that. And I've heard people say, too, that, that they'd be fine with, like, Epcot Forever coming back. I, did, I didn't think Epcot Forever was totally fulfilling, not for me. Um, but also it was following one of my favorite shows, which was Illuminations. So. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't hate Harmonious, honestly. I just don't like the barges. So, yeah. well, I was I was gonna say, I don't like Harmonious. Isn't that bad of a show? And and don't think less of me for saying that. And and I kind of like what they do with the barges. I I think it's a very fun and neat show with everything they do. But that's at night when it's dark yeah. and you can't see them. The issue I. <coughs> The issue that I have, and I think this is the big issue that you have, is it ain't always dark. And yeah. you can see those barges all the damn time. And they kind of ruined what was just a phenomenal view looking across the world. And and they are kind of an eyesore. Yeah, they muck it up for sure. Um, and let's, let's be honest. At this point, there's never going to be any daytime fountain show that makes them any better. That's just not happening. Um, so <laughs> the best they can do right now is put up the 50th anniversary logo on the barges during the day. And that doesn't make it much better. I, I just, I think they're ugly. I, I just think it was a weird choice um, because that, honestly, the view acro across World Showcase was one of the nicest views you could have in Disney. Just looking across, mm -hmm. you get some beautiful pictures, especially on a, a beautiful, with a beautiful sunset. Um, and now you got these big eyesores. Um, sad, and I'm sure that they dumped a lot of money into them. I cannot imagine because I'm I because they dumped a bunch of money into them that they're going away anytime soon. Um, 
sadly. Although I did hear that during that storm, one of them got struck by lightning. I don't know <laughs> if that's true, but I think that's really funny. Let's run with it. Even God hates the barges. <laughs> I I have an I had did have an idea though, and I just want to throw this out because we know Disney listens to this show. Mm-hmm. If they want to recoup their expenses, here's how you do it. Do a barge implosion party. In fact, <laughs> in fact, you could actually do four or five of these because you could do one for each taco barge and then one for the Stargate. And at each at each night, each at the end of the party, one of those barges is getting absolutely destroyed in a ball of fire. And you, and maybe we all get little buttons. Oh, I would pay to have a little button to like trigger some explosive on the barge myself. Um, oh gosh, you want interactive nighttime spectaculars, Disney Magic Band Plus? Fine, give me a give me a button where I can blow up a barge. <laughs> I'd probably pay two hundred dollars to go to that event. <laughs> well, you uh, you answered the question I was about to ask. So so two hundred dollars. You're 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 on the record. Uh, you that that's the interactive nighttime experience you want. Yep, I'll do okay. it. All Sign right. me up today. Okay, so um. Would you know which barge is about to uh, go to the big uh, theme park in the sky before it blows up, or would it be random? No, it wouldn't be random. I think it would be better to build like a funeral pyre around <laughs> around the barge that they're going to blow up. So you know, oh, this is the one today. Build a big straw man or something. Oh, a big figment made made of straw that could go up in flames. Okay, all right. It would be so much fun. Oh my gosh. And and just just, you know, play like uh rock music. Let me be able to get a couple drinks and let's blow those things up and have a party. Bring in Smash Mouth to play on the stage. Now now is Smash Mouth on the barge or are we sacrificing Smash Mouth now? This just took a turn. No, no, like, no. Like I, like, like I don't this is some up. Wicker Man stuff now. I don't want to blow up Smash Mouth. I just think it'd be really funny to be playing All Star or something while you blow up a barge. <laughs> Everybody presses their button right somebody one <laughs> Oh man, that would be that would be epic. Uh I love this idea. Um uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how we're going to top that, but we're going to we're going to power on and try uh, staying in Epcot. Another announcement uh, we got from D23. Um, uh, Jay made reference to it earlier. Tear down those uh, walls around Moana. Disney announced that the uh, multi-year transformation of Epcot will soon reach another major milestone. Well, with the completion of the World Celebration Neighborhood in late 2023, um, uh, with the lush green space for you to relax, plus the opening of the Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza, the central location in the park will be the new home of the festivals and the perfect space to gather with family and friends. Uh, I should tell you, I'm reading this from a release. Uh, um, uh, it will also be the home of Dreamers Point, an inspiring new area where you view the new Walt Disney statue called Walt the Dreamer. And then over in World Nature, the Epcot neighborhood dedicated to understanding and preserving the beauty, awe, and balance of the natural world. We're excited to share that Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, will also open in late 2023. The Exploration Trail will allow guests to learn about the story of water, 
on our planet. As you may have seen through Moana's bond with the ocean, water has a mind of its own and you'll get to interact with it throughout this attraction, end quote. Um, late 2023. Mm-hmm. So uh, still a year at least away. Uh, I do think the uh, Walt the Dreamer statue is pretty cool. It is. I love it. And mm-hmm. and actually, I know they've had to pivot from some of the ideas they had for um, world discovery and um, world celebration and, and edit those post the pandemic. Uh, I, I kind of like what they've done uh, with the new plans. I, I'm really sad we're not getting that big festival center that was going to be that multi-level, you know, uh, building that overlooked world uh, world showcase lagoon and it had like the trees and stuff on top of it mm-hmm. like that would have been a really cool building to see in epcot um but at the same time they got to make some changes i i'm just excited to get the walls down in epcot i wish it was going to be sooner but you know it, it'll be nice when this is all done and and i think the journey of water is going to be cool and um I'll, I'll definitely go and and you know toast Walt over there at Dreamer's Point once that statue's in place. It looks great. The statue looks phenomenal. And there was there was a picture that that is a Disney nerd. It kind of got me that uh, I think it was Scott Gustin posted on his Twitter of uh, legendary Imagineer Bob Gurr yeah. um, looking at that Walt statue. It's like, oh my God. Oh, just, just hit, like talking about it right now. It's still hitting me in the yeah. feels just a little bit. And like, 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 so, so that, that looks really cool. And it's like the, the, the Moana interactive experience it kind of has what, I mean, yes, okay, I know Epcot purists, they don't want IPs, they don't want characters in Epcot, but at the same time, the Moana experience, it has at the seed of it, at the core of it, kind of what Epcot was all about, that edutainment. It's, yeah. it's, it's teaching you something about water and how it, and how it, well, ebbs and flows with us as humans and the planet. And I think, like, it could be really cool. Plus that, uh, that, I think I saw it's going to be an 18, uh, 18 foot statue of, uh, to, uh, Tafiti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that could be a very cool, uh, sight to see. So I'm excited to see that, but again, late 2023, um, I know. Th- especially with Epcot's 40th, uh, coming up <laughs> like next year. It's like, uh, we're still going to be having to deal with, uh, with, with walls and to a lesser extent, Walcott, which is, which is kind of a bummer, which, which Epcot's I, 40th is coming up next month. Like it's this year. Yep. <laughs> it's so crazy that yeah, it's crazy that some of the How did that know. happen? Well, pandemic, man. How, yeah, how 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 is time? How <laughs> just how? But also supply chain. Can we just say that? Yeah, yeah, that uh, that is that is the uh, catch-all boogeyman. And and I do understand that they had to pivot to uh, to stuff that they didn't necessarily want to do and and you know, nobody was planning for a worldwide pandemic and stuff like that. Um, but it's still kind of a bummer because, yeah. and, and especially as somebody who loves Epcot, I mean, it's like, like the 40th of Epcot is kind of almost feel like, like a, like an afterthought. I mean, we're still going to be like, the main focus is going to be on the 50th for, for, uh, for, for, you know, Magic Kingdom and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it'd be really fun now that we know, cause the 40th is just like, oh, okay. Happy birthday, Epcot. Um, they should start planning now, do something real big for Epcot's 50th. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and almost make it like sort of, uh, hey, we're sorry we screwed up the overall Walt Disney World 50th anniversary. We're going to do something really cool for Epcot's 50th. Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, make that a big party. I love that idea. Like 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 a make good. Yeah. 
and 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 hopefully there there won't be another worldwide pandemic that you know cuts it off <laughs> at the knees right before it happens because because yeah. I, I i am very curious like like the the whole parallel universe what the 50th anniversary celebration would have looked like if disney and well us as a whole entire society and world didn't have to be like oh crap like as i vaguely wave my arms at the background as it burns um yeah. i i am curious what that celebration would have looked like or maybe this is exactly what we would have gotten and and Disney just has a really good excuse built in. Um, but, but I, I do love your idea. Like go ahead, start planning for the 50th of Epcot now. Yeah. Like, like give yourself a 10 year head start to start planning. Now I do like that, uh, that one of the things that is actually happening is concrete. We're pretty sure um, that was announced by Josh tomorrow at D 23 and does pertain to Epcot. Um, my dude figment, is, yeah. is being featured prominently. We're getting a figment meet and greet, y'all. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, uh, not quite as exciting as maybe getting an upgraded Journey into Imagination ride, but a <laughs> uh, meet and yeah. greet with figment's pretty cool because it does show, hey, in this case, maybe they are listening a little bit to to Disney fans. You know, figment is a fan favorite. People love the guy. I mean, he's he's the unofficial icon of Epcot. I'm, I'm, I mean, like like go ahead and make him. Well, okay, well, my girl, the space, the Epcot ball, Spaceship <laughs> Earth. That that is the true icon of Epcot. But I mean, like character wise, yeah. If you, if you think character Epcot, you think Figment, and and there was some wondering, some speculation. It's like, what is the what is the future of Figment? Um, and the fact that not only is Disney, it's like. Okay, um, we're gonna give you a popcorn bucket. Remember when everybody lost their oh. damn mind over a Figment popcorn bucket? I am, I am curious if if Disney's like, okay, if they went that crazy over a stupid piece of plastic that holds like seven pieces of popcorn in it, maybe people do actually care about this this little purple dragon. So I love the fact that we're we're getting a meet and greet now. I part of me does kind of wish we were getting a Dreamfinder back too. I know, I I wish for that too. I that's too bad. And I just had a real sad thought. Like, what if a figment meet and greet coming is an indication that they're going to end up doing something eventually with that ride that takes it in another direction? You know, there, there's been all kinds of speculation over the years that maybe um, Inside, Inside Out. And they did just announce an Inside Out sequel coming. Yeah, uh, would eventually Ooh. go into that space. Um, and I could see how you could tie that in, that, you, know, you know, being... Being the theming that it is, I think it would work in in that pavilion. Um, but one thousand percent, yeah. But it would be very sad to to lose Figment's ride. So I, I hope this isn't like a here. You're going to be able to meet the guy, but uh, you but know. his ride's going away. <laughs> yeah. Like like look over here. Pay no attention while we while we uh, slowly break all your favorite thing. But it's like like I love Figment. Like like Figment's my dude. That ride needs some needs some TLC, man. I agree. I mean, I know that it's not most people's favorite ride. I, I still think it's charming. Um, oh, one, I, I, and I agree with you. I think that maybe some of that is like tied to nostalgia, of course, for me. But mm -hmm. and it's nowhere near what it used to be. Um, however, I don't think it's absolutely just atrocious, awful. Oh God, I, no, no. Uh -uh. You know, and and it's not Fast and the Furious. You yeah. settle down. <laughs> yeah. I would ride Journey to Imagination 10 out of 10 times before I ride Fast and Furious. <laughs> I would go to a library before I ride Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And so, 
you know, there's a time and place for rides like this um, that, you know, maybe it's not going to be the most thrilling, exciting, amazing thing, but kids love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, maybe not all kids, but I think that there are kids who really enjoy this ride. I am an adult child and I love it. Yep. So, mm -hmm. but yes, I agree. It would be great to get a, a Journey into Imagination redo. Sadly, not this time. And maybe never. Well, blomp, blomp. yeah, unfortunately. Well, well, it's much easier to make a figment uh, costume as opposed to um, redoing an entire attraction. I agree. So, yeah. I know. But, but, um, uh, I am curious how figment hugs are going to stack uh, stack up next to Chewbacca hugs, and, <laughs> and I look forward to finding uh, yeah. that information out firsthand in 2023 whenever it launches. Because we still don't have a date other than 2023, but at least we know it is happening. Well, and another thing that we know is happening, but we don't have a date on it. And this is one that kind of surprisingly got some uh, blowback online. The uh, Hatbox Ghost is going to be uh, a new resident at the Haunted Mansion in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I saw a lot of people who uh, identify Disneyland as their, you know, their Disney park. They are furious that uh, HBG is going to be represented on both the left and the right coasts. They they feel like this this is like a betrayal for Disney. That's funny, isn't it? Like yes, like like I'm like why? like like, like y'all need to settle down. <laughs> why does it matter that? Yeah, much? like 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 let people have 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 fun. It's like like I I think the Hatbox Ghost is cool. The the yeah. lore and the story. It's like he was supposed to be in in the in the haunted mansion in the Magic Kingdom. Like like there's orders for him to be there, but he just never made it there for whatever reason. And then all these years later, he's finally gonna make it. I think that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I. I don't know, man. People just want to be upset about stuff, I guess. What? Um, People be upset about stuff online? Justin, I am shocked. Shocked, I, I say. That's a crazy thing for me to say. <laughs> I'm excited to see him. I I'm, I have absolutely no problem with it. And, um, you know, there, there are people who maybe would never be able to make it to Disneyland and see that cool effect and having the Hatbox hat Ghost put into the East Coast Haunted Mansion means that, that they do get to see that. So, Net good. I just don't understand yeah. being mm -hmm. upset about it. Yeah, and and I I think it's cool. It's like like he he is like synonymous to me in the haunted mansion. And the crazy thing is, he's only represented in one version of the haunted mansion. And I'm like I've I've been to Disneyland, but it's been well over two decades since I've made it out to Disneyland. So it's like I and hell, I was in Magic Kingdom last week. So it's like I'm very much more likely to go down to. Well, Disney World as opposed to Disneyland. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing the Hatbox Ghost in my haunted mansion. That's you, right. You weirdos on online. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> Stay mad. Exactly. Die mad. Wait, no, don't do that. I'm sorry. That was that was too far. But hey Live you, long and be mad. It, but, but but if you do uh, die mad, maybe you can be a happy haunt uh, one of the nine hundred and ninety-nine. That's true. Well, well, no. If if you die mad, you probably wouldn't be a happy haunt. You would be a be an angry haunt. Good point. You would probably want... you, you'd probably end up at Mickey's scariest <laughs> calorie party. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, staying in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, this is something that really surprised me. Um, I said a couple weeks ago. When Steffers is down for her trip to the Magic Kingdom in December, I said, 
I think you're going to be able to ride uh, the Tron light cycle run. Uh, it's going to be up and running by the time you are down in December. Boy, was I wrong because Josh DeMauro said that uh, it is now going to be opening spring of 2023. What the hell? I don't know. Like, like this, <laughs> like, like it. this, this, like, again, I understand. Um, uh, it is, it is like, like been under construction during a pandemic, supply chain issue. They had to shut down, et cetera, et cetera. Hasn't this thing been been under construction for like six years? Oh man, yeah, I think you're probably right. Somewhere is, in that neighborhood. This is this is and and like it, it it's not going to open in 2022. <laughs> no, and, and 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 we don't even have a date in 2023. It's just vague, spring of 2023, y'all. Yeah, just spring. It's, it this reminds me a little bit of what happened with Ratatouille, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, because. Like they were doing test rides and cast member previews and stuff like that for months before they ever opened the ride to the public. This is the same thing that's happening with Tron. Like th we saw Daddy tomorrow ride Tron. Mm -hmm. He yes. already did it. Yep. And, and and he isn't the only one. We've seen other cast members like like ride through Tron. So I mean, like like they're putting people through the runs on. On the light cycle run. Now, I will say there is still a whole lot of work to be done around the uh, around the coaster and and getting to the loading yeah. area and stuff like that. Uh, that was one of the parts where I got stuck on my seven hour trip on the people mover, um, <laughs> and I got a up close look of the shape of yeah. everything around the Tron light cycle run, and there is still a decent amount of construction to get done on the outside, but. The ride itself, it feels like it's done. I know. And, so and and it's just gonna sit there. Spring yeah. of 2023. Yep. Sorry, staffers. Sorry, sorry to everybody who was planning your trip around potentially riding Tron this year. It's not gonna happen. Um and it's, who knows? It's not gonna make it for the 50th anniversary. That just occurred to me. No, it'll be after. The, and maybe and maybe that's the whole thing. They're oh, like, yeah, that mm, that's a good point. They they realize yeah. people are still going to be coming down for the 50th anniversary. They need a hook yep. for after the 50th anniversary stuff is over. Yeah. So then they can pivot to promoting Tron as they start to like wind up the 50th. Yeah. Mm, clever girl. I mean, this is what they do. Who cares about guest experience or what would be best for the guests? Let's just think about marketing and and trying to make the highest dollar we can well well um uh, one thing uh that will improve uh at least one guest experience and that one guest is uh steffers uh, josh tomorrow also announced at the d23 expo that the happily that happily ever after will return to magic kingdom once again in 2023 now there has been some speculation is it the happily ever after show is happily ever after the song just going to be featured we don't know but happily ever after in some aspect is coming back next year and if, if, if you remember steffer's pie in the sky hope for d23 was that they would announce that happily ever after was coming back so i do want to caution everyone who keeps celebrating and just going happily ever after is coming back y'all that's not what they said nope they said the theme is coming back yep so keep that in mind the show will probably be different now if, if you're cool with that and you're just excited that the show is going to change and they're bringing that theme back, great. But I don't think that you can expect that this is going to be the show you saw pre-50th is going to be popped right back in. I just don't think that's the case. 
Who knows? What if they just threw the happily ever after theme into Enchantment? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we heard you, weirdos. Here you go. Well, DeMauro did say in his announcement that the show will, quote, receive enhancements as well. Yeah. So, yeah, what Jay is saying, I don't think this is going to be a copy paste of the happily ever after show that you enjoyed before uh, the 50th anniversary stuff all kicked off but i was talking with a cast member uh he was uh this and this could just be this one particular cast member he and his friends wildly speculating which we are going to get to more wild speculation but this speculation comes from the disney corporation itself um april 1st that is when they are thinking uh 2023 happily ever after is going to um quote unquote make its return because March 31st is when the 50th anniversary stuff comes to an end. So if, if, if you have that feeling that you have to be, you know, first to do something, if you want to be back for the first run, first new run, it's a weird sentence, of Happily Ever After, maybe April 1st uh, or around that. So, but again, that is just speculation from a couple cast members that I talked to. So there you go. There you go. So, um... Uh, um, going back to what Jay just said about, you know, uh, before you're celebrating and, you know, overreacting or, you know, uh, jumping up and down, um, keep that same energy for what we're about to talk about. Because also at D23, uh, Josh tomorrow said some stuff <laughs> pertaining about some areas in the Magic Kingdom and some, uh, some stuff pertaining to areas in the animal kingdom starting in the magic kingdom uh there are they are in the early stages of planning on bringing coco Encanto, and villains to the magic kingdom the new lands will expand beyond big thunder mountain uh there's only early concept art out right now and then over in the animal kingdom uh josh tomorrow announced that disney is also in the early stages of working to bring zootopia and Moana to Disney's Animal Kingdom. And there is some speculation that those areas will be going where Dino Land currently is. Um, again, these are early on in the planning. Uh, there's only some co uh, conceptual art that's been released. And um, there's really no concrete plans for these expansions announced other than Josh tomorrow saying, hey, we got this idea. Yeah. So right. I've seen a lot of people freaking out, both good and bad, online about these announcements. We've we've asked the question on this podcast, what do you do with Dino Land? Not that long ago on this very podcast. Um there are no concrete plans for this. This and and again, a lot of stuff that Disney announces at D23 straight up doesn't happen hey jay you uh how much do you love that uh mary poppins dark ride in epcot isn't it great it's great oh it's not wait a it's minute my favorite oh wait yeah. maybe i streamed that yeah uh-huh so I, I mean could could this stuff happen sure it could happen but i mean like right now this is it really just felt like josh tomorrow got up there it's like hey we're we're, we're, we're just gonna have a uh have a spitballing session we're gonna we're gonna we're just we're just gonna shoot the bull, you guys. Let's 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 let's, let's see what sounds good. I agree. I I think sometimes Disney will announce things, or at least announce that uh, they have these ideas to gauge 
the guest reaction uh, before they start to really move with certain things. So sometimes I wonder if that's part of what they're doing by putting this stuff out here. But like really to, to just kind of I, I think they even said like blue sky ideas is what they yeah, were talking mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. It's like the blue sky idea or blue sky initiative or something like that. It really, and I heard other people say this on social media, but it really did feel like essentially Disney was like, oh crap, we don't really have a lot to announce for Walt Disney World. Um, hey guys, tomorrow, three o'clock, clear your calendars. We're going to go get a dry erase board. Let's just put <laughs> some stuff up there and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe put together a little concept art. Now, there is some concept art, you know, but. It, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but like it's okay. I mean, great. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's so early and these ideas are so vague. It's hard to really react to it too much other, other than to say, I mean, they will have to do something with Dino land. There's no doubt. And I think there's a stronger possibility that Moana and Zootopia end up in animal kingdom. Then there is for Coco Encanto and the villain, Villains expansion at Magic Kingdom. To mm -hmm. so me, that seems like more of a long shot to happen. Um, and if it does, I, I think we're talking 2026, 2027. At the, at, at the absolute earliest. Well, and, and it's like, I agree. It's like, I, I agree with you. The stuff that they pitched, let's call it a pitch, not even an announcement for Animal Kingdom... Something has to happen with with Dino Land. Mm -hmm. What they announced, Zootopia and Moana? Mm -hmm. Like what? Yeah. Like like I've I've kind of done a 180 on the Zootopia representation in Animal Kingdom because at first I was of the mindset, well, you know, they're animals and it's Animal Kingdom, so just throw them in there, dummy, it's fine. But at the same time, it's like that doesn't really go for the vibe of what animal kingdoms all about yeah but but then on the flip side like going back to what we were talking about with moana and epcot it's all about you know preservation of the earth and 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 how we we, we need to live hand in hand with nature maybe maybe that's the message they're going to go with moana but at the same time we're going to get moana representation in two parks now i know well that's what they keep doing i i don't i don't like it but <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 not great, man. I I mean personally, I think Moana probably fits in Animal Kingdom better than it does Epcot. But I also get the tie-in to Epcot. But I don't know. Um, it who knows? Now, would it be very cool to for all these things to come to fruition? Sure, because there's going to be great attractions. There's going to be mm -hmm. they're going to look great. There's going to be great new experiences that come along with it. No matter how much people gnash their teeth and and you know pound their fists on the table um you know it, it would be fine like coco and kanto and villains and magic kingdom would be so fun oh um, like like could you imagine if they were able to pull off an attraction where you go through uh the house in Encanto? that would be so amazing like that like like that would be phenomenal yeah or or, or like you you uh go uh like oh what Lack of a better better term, you uh you you go to uh to the other side on yeah, on, the other on side. Coco, yeah, like that wow. would be so cool. Yeah, I, you know what? It's interesting because it also sort of maybe indicates that right now they're not thinking about putting Coco into the three caballeros mm -hmm, because there had been a lot of scuttlebutt that that could end up being a possibility. Which is a as a three caballeros fan, 
uh, if, uh, if if that means they're safe for now, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I Honestly, I'd be okay if they did change it. I, I, I would miss the three Caballeros for sure. Um, that's one that I feel like they could do some pretty cool effects on that ride and make it even better and without changing it drastically. Um, and, and I'm sure they'd keep the three Caballeros somewhere in the in the pavilion. But um, yeah, you'd you'd see them dead <laughs> on yeah. the other side. Be like, oh no, we're dead, and they and they killed our attraction too. <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. They could do that. Give us like other side versions of the three Caballeros. Oh, that, now now I think that's a good. Okay, idea. yeah, that that's actually not a bad idea. Man, I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I think out of all these, the thing I'd be most excited for would be some sort of a villains expansion. That would be Kingdom. cool. Like, like we could we could maybe get some of the stuff that they had to throw away for, um, um, what was it the uh, the Dark Kingdom when Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. was opening? Because I mean, yeah. like so, some of the stories and concept art that has been told and and put out to the public in the last few years, like there are some phenomenal YouTube videos uh, that have been put out on that. Now, granted, a lot of a lot of those Imagineers and were since hired up by Universal, and a lot of those ideas ended up being uh, used for Islands of Adventure. So um, I do think it would be cool to possibly get some of those vibes because it's like, yeah. I, like, like Disney. Disney has made some really cool villains. It's like one of one of the highlights of the Not So Scary was the Sanderson sister show, and part of the cool one of the coolest parts was when they bring out all the villains. It's like, I mean, like I love me some Doctor Facilier from uh, Princess and the Frog. Now, granted, we're hopefully going to see more of him in the retheming of uh, of splash mountain when it goes over to uh, tiana here in a couple of years uh by the way we still don't have a close date on on splash mountain which i really would have thought we would have got at d23 yeah. um but i mean just like dr facilier uh hades uh oogie boogie i know oogie boogie shows up more on the left coast in the theming of uh um, uh, haunted mansion for the nightmare before Christmas overlay. But I mean, like Maleficent, I mean, like yeah. there are some really dope Disney villains. Yeah. So I think, we, I think, I think that could be cool. If we could start getting some more of those interactions, like they get at Disneyland with the evil queen or, you know, any of any of those villains that get to do a little more FaceTime interaction with, uh, the, the guests at Disneyland, that would be cool to have over here. Oh, 1000%. And maybe if, the villains expansion actually does happen. We'll get that. I think I we mean, could. Like, yeah, I think we could. Though That'd... I am curious: is this Disney's soft kind of response to Epic Universe coming? I wondered about that too. Actually, that's what came to my mind when I when I heard about it. Um, it would be interesting if they tried to maybe rush, not rush, but put it on the forefront to try to do a little expansion like this in response to the fact that Universal is opening a whole new park. So. No, no, it is curious. It's like Disney announced like these these five ideas. It's like I kind of feel like if like you have these five ideas, just open a fifth gate, <laughs> right? Like oh. I mean, seriously. And then yeah. and and then you could let your Imagineers do their thing. You could come up with original IPs in addition. You have this this this. Uh, more blank slates to play with. You could come up with the next Jungle Cruise. You could come up with the next Haunted Mansion. You could come up with the next Soren. Like, like it's like I I like that Disney is using these characters that they make for the big screen, but at the same time, it also kind of bums me out that it's almost kind of like a movie to theme park pipeline at this point. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Coco. Encanto is like like I mean 
like like the story the music it, it's like a spiritual experience for me at this point but like and i do want to see more representation of that in the park like when i was down for not so scary i lost count of seeing how many mirabelles or luises or or brunos just just costumes like like whole families dressed up as the family madrigal and it made me smile every time yeah and i want to see more of that in walt disney world but at the same time it's like part of what i love going to walt disney world for is those those original ideas that come from the park themselves you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i do worry sometimes that I, I mean the theme parks have always sort of been driven by the movies but we have had a good mix of original just theme park ideas mm -hmm. i i think we're headed much more towards a time where i i don't think you'll see many attractions built that aren't based on a movie um going forward something that's already made them money a proven entity they've got a lot of it out there that they haven't used so so something you just said i mean it's like like parks have always had movies in them and and movies have always led to stuff in the parks um so a guy on twitter rob yo put this up last week and i thought it was a very interesting thought and i wanted to get your opinion on it with the with the I guess, idea that we're getting Coco and Kanto, villains, more Moana and Zootopia. It's just sad that rides like Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Spaceship Earth, Big Thunder Mountain, and Jungle Cruise couldn't get made today. Do you agree with that? Kind of, yeah. Because I I, I totally understand where he's coming from there. When you have these lucrative IPs that people are crazy for, your Frozens, your Cocos, your Encantos, whatever it may be, you know, it would be very difficult to go into a, uh, like a, a meeting, a creative meeting and try to pitch, well, here's an idea that has nothing to do with any of that stuff we already own. Um, with it, but if you are, if you tie it to something like that, that already exists, it can still be a fun new idea for a, an experience or attraction, but it's also going to have these characters and music that we, we know that people like. So mm -hmm. I, I do, th I, I just think so much of it now comes down to dollars and cents. And um, if you know, you got a cash cow, you know, why not, you know, let that buoy the project to completion? Because I think a lot of times, a lot of these unique um, ideas that aren't necessarily tied to something, they could be the first for the chopping blocks. Like, well, nobody even knows what that is. Let's go ahead and create something based on Luca, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, three caballeros. Like, I'll be honest, I, I love that attraction. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been put on the block yet. Especially yeah. for something like Coco, because, I mean, like, to get to the three caballeros attraction, you literally walk through a Coco, like, presentation slash walkthrough situation. And right. you would you would think I mean it's 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 right there, but we're getting Coco in Magic Kingdom, which I think I think I think that's 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 cool. But but it's also interesting. It's like Pirates started out as as a ride with no IP attached to it. Now Pirates is this movie franchise that made a billion freaking dollars. So right. if, if if they didn't roll the dice back in the day, uh, we wouldn't have the movie with Johnny Depp and Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom um, and. We've already had one Haunted Mansion movie. We're getting a second one with 
Jared Leto for some reason. Um, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, starred in a Jungle Cruise movie. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird. Like like I see both sides of the coin. It's like I do understand. It's like I think I think like like we've even said on previous podcasts that you and I we've been on. It's like why don't we see more representation of this crazy, insanely popular IP? represented in the park because it feels like a the public is clamoring for it and they're leaving money on on the table and b it's like you and i we would like to see that but at the same time i kind of like you know the original park ideas it's like i mean like like i don't know if uh if a, if a tiki room movie is gonna you know set the box office ablaze but at the same time i don't think every idea needs to translate into you know a movie that will inevitably star Chris Pratt voicing uh, a, a parrot or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I just, I think, you know, when it starts to, it, it's such an investment to build a new ride or experience attraction, whatever it may be. And then knowing that, th then Disney has to start thinking, well, we want this to boost attendance. Why Why do you put a new attraction in a park? It's to bring more people into something mm -hmm. that experience something they haven't experienced before. It's much easier to sell a Coco experience than it would be just some unnamed. This sounds like a cool ride, but it's not tied to anything. You know what I'm Maelstrom. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. like, I mean, Maelstrom was, was, was a fun ride, but by the time it closed, I mean, it was, almost literally always a walk on um, you could stop and watch the, the film at the end if you wanted. But I mean, those doors were always open. Nobody ever stopped to watch it, but now you replace it with Anna and Elsa and Olaf and friends. Like, like you got yourself a 90 minute line yeah, exactly. all the time. Yep. There you go. That's I, the answer. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I get it. <laughs> it's sad. I, I agree <laughs> with you. I'm, I'm on your side. I just, I feel like those days are maybe sadly behind us. <sighs> Did I just make everybody sad at the end of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Jay, say something funny. Uh, let's let's think about other ways we could destroy barges. Ooh, I would okay. pay. I'd pay money to shoot a flaming arrow at a Ooh. barge. I, I I too would would pay money for that. Also, I would pay money to watch people shoot flaming arrows at that because archery is a lot harder than it looks. It is hard, and yeah, that could probably lead to some accidents. Um, so okay, <laughs> but it's an idea. I'm just putting it out there. there yep. There's plenty of other ways we. I would I would. Uh, what if I get to control a wrecking ball, and I can whack the barge a couple of times. Okay. All right. I like it. And that'd be and, fun. Ooh, and to really upset all. Uh, ooh, perfect. Okay. Um, we're going to make the Epcot purists happy by destroying the barges, but we're also going to make the Epcot purists angry because we're going to theme the wrecking ball in Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. So, yeah. Those insufferable Epcot purists are going to be so conflicted. Mm, and I'll drink their tears. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that feels like a podcast. Let's uh, let's go ahead and stop uh, digging ourselves graves. Jay, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, it's always fun when we get to uh, talk about fun stuff. I think uh, it is talking well, about fun stuff is fun. You're right. 
Well, well, uh, I was going to say, I think this was mostly fun, though, though at the end it kind of got <laughs> it kind of got a little wonky, but still, I had fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can the lovely listeners find you? Well, I am out there if they would like to find me. I am Justin underscore Monorail on Twitter. But did you know I also host my very own podcast called The Passholder Lounge? And you can find me on Twitter at the PHL Pod, or you can just look me up on any of your podcast distributors. The Passholder Lounge Podcast every Friday, a new rotating guest, and sometimes we repeat guests. I'm sure Landon will be on there again soon. The people love the Dawes. He's going to come back. We'll get on there and chat very, very soon. But but you know, in the meantime, there's a, a motley crew of characters that are rotating through the lounge, and I'd love to have you there. So do the thing. Come check us out. Yeah, and remember, leave a five-star review, five stars or GTFO. Though um, I do feel uh, me and my character was besmirched a little bit on the last <laughs> episode um, by you and corporate Bob. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't go there. It was Skipper Bob who really took you to task because we've already had those conversations. No, <laughs> no, I, he's I no longer off. Skipper Bob, after that haircut, he is corporate Bob. Dude looks so corporate, he might as well go ahead and record load and reload. Dude is so, with oh. his haircut, um, it looks like he uh, he fought a lawnmower and the lawnmower stopped halfway through. Feeling <laughs> sorry for him. <laughs> Youch. Bob, you uh, want to talk about, oh, you stayed all night? No, you didn't. You want to you bag on me for just hanging out at, at, at Finnegan's for seven hours? That's right. I was there for seven hours. I was there until the end. Unlike you, sir, you <laughs> who left. I'm, I'm out of the way here. I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> no, it's all fun. Uh, I did have fun at your birthday party, buddy. It was good to see you. It was good to see the uh, said Motley crew uh, that you uh, that we have uh, discovered over doing this weird little podcast thing. Uh, it's uh, uh, met met a lot of really awesome people, and it was it was fun to hang out with uh, with uh, you and them at uh, Mickey's scariest Halloween uh, party down in uh, Universal Studios. Though uh, I will say. That is not my speed of, of Halloween parties. I, I will just say that. Well, it's, you know, I understand. And I will tell you, I can come from a place of, of sympathy uh, because, you know, back when I went for the first time in, in 2019, uh, we, we really, I only did two houses. Uh, the, both May and McKenna were terrified. It was, it was not a good experience. And we actually left the event saying, we think we're more Disney people than we are Universal people. Like, that's what we said leaving. Mm-hmm. And now look, here we are, 2022. I have a frequent fear plus pass, and I can't wait to get back down there and do more houses. <laughs> so I'm just saying things can change. Well, they can, but they probably won't. But uh, and, and I do want to say, I didn't stay in Finnegan's the entire time. Me and Lindsay, we did go to Diagon Alley. So you know, oh nice, I didn't know you that. made it over there. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. We went through the uh, through that one scare zone where it looks like that one chick is just constantly summoning Rob Zombie every 15 minutes. <laughs> she uh she she got herself a uh the shark attack we uh we got to see murph that was neat oh nice good well uh -huh. okay so that's good at least you took advantage of that because yeah Diagon Alley at, at during halloween so Hornets, empty so totally empty like 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 my my back was completely shot by that point so i didn't get to uh go on uh, escape from gringot but she uh she was able to walk on it so yeah you can it's crazy yeah it's very fun mm -hmm. that's yep. i mean 
if you're going to go to the event and you find out, ooh, I can't do these houses, at least you have some other options of yes. ways to spend your time. Exactly. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan, not the rest. That you can follow me 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find really outdated stuff I did in my college radio days. You know what? It's not outdated. It's vintage stuff I did in my college radio. It's my origin story. How about that? Uh, where I interviewed the cast of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, the Venture Brothers, um, Futurama. Um, uh, some, okay, so so the wrestling podcast, those are really outdated. But, uh, you know, fun stuff like that. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station, located here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. This is going to be a long week for me. This is going to be the first time I've had to work like five days in the last three weeks. Oh, who works five days a week? Yeah, between Gross. like between vacation and Labor Day, man, I was, I was getting used to you know not working. Though some <laughs> of, some of my bosses have, have have said I'm 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 used to not working. Any, you know what? I don't need to get in, <laughs> in, in, into my uh, into my reviews on the podcast. But Jay, any final thoughts before we hit the dough? No, I just want to say thanks again, Landon. It's been a blast hanging out with you in in Dawes Does Disney Lounge. Um, <laughs> 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 and uh i you know it's always a great time happy to join you anytime and, and for all those out there who uh want to come at me because i i um you know don't like barges bring it justin underscore monorail let's debate barges yeah you will lose on that one. Oh, by the way speaking of the lounge uh any idea who's going to be uh in the uh virtual co-host chair this friday no okay i don't then. know i've got several <laughs> I've got several banked. I don't know which one's coming up. I can tell you. If you give me two seconds, I can tell you. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, pull up the, I'll pull up the schedule. Um, you know, it's it's funny because I just, I've got such a long list of guest hosts. I just never really know what's coming up. You're next. just so gosh darn popular. Cousin Kevin is coming into the land. Wow. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. Kevin from uh, the Mouse Knows Best podcast is joining me. Uh, we're going to be talking about keeping up with sports while in the theme parks. Ooh, ooh I, I have some fun stories on that one. Yeah. yeah so. I, I, I almost, uh, now, now I did mention the smoking hot girlfriend. Lindsay is still talking to me after our trip uh, on a previous trip with a former uh, uh, girlfriend. Um, they're called exes Landon. Exes. Um, exes. Uh, I almost got, uh, got dumped because I was trying to keep up with the Tennessee basketball team while they were in the, uh, in the uh, March madness basketball tournament while we were walking around uh, animal kingdom. She was not thrilled that I was listening to a uh, Bob Kessling and Burt Myrtle camp. <laughs> and also Kevin will probably be able to give you a pitch by pitch update of the uh, Yankees while, uh, while, while he is on with Jay. So uh, be sure and look forward to that on Friday. You you're like clairvoyant. He was watching a Yankees game while we recorded, and in fact, I think there probably are a couple updates during the show. <laughs> like I said, I'm really, really good at this. So for my friend Justin Monorail, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for joining us. Y'all are the best fans in all the podcasting game. It means so much that not only do you give me a second, a minute, 
heck, in this instance, an hour of your time each week to listen to me and my friends ramble on about fun, wacky stuff involving an amusement park run by a mouse. But thank a cast member and thank a team member, even if they are scare actors that jump out of the shadows and try and scare the crap out of me and uh, the smoking hot girlfriend. Disney and Universal, pay your cast members and team members a living wage. Without them, none of what you have going on for you, none of it happens. So treat them like the rock stars that they are. And be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their life. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go. So try and be decent to each other. And try and be decent to yourself. Take care of yourself. Not only physically, but mentally too. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Sometimes it's even more important than your physical health. And uh, I'm going to add something new. Uh, I am a fan of Magic the Gathering, and I follow some Magic the Gathering personalities on YouTube. And there is a uh, guy named The Professor who runs a channel called The Talarian Community College. And he said something that I thought was so profound that I want to pass along to you. Exhale. Have a little fun and enjoy yourself. And if you do that, that'll make me happy too. So for Justin Monorail, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you all so much for joining us. You've been great. We've been Dawes Does Disney. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. You would think after we went through an, uh, through an apocalypse sponsored by Zoom, we would be much better at Zoom. But here we are wondering how to do that. That's crazy. She's going to graduate this year. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the plan anyway. Yeah, that's the plan. We'll see. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing here. This is just random <laughs> he's saying. Yeah. Like, it was really like all this stuff could happen. Exactly. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's like I could lose 150 pounds and become Mr. Universe. It's probably not yeah. going to happen, but it could. Probably not, but you yeah. know, you could. I mean, it it's a possibility, not a high one, but it it's could. It's on the table. It's exactly. on the table. Yeah. I could be cast as Wolverine in an upcoming X-Men movie. Probably not, but it could. Hot take, I'm not a big fan of guacamole. Well, I mean, you, you could be spinning it on, you know, heroin and hookers. It's better better be spinning it on avocado toast, in my opinion. But who says I'm not spinning on a hero? Anyway, you're muted. Sorry, shop. Yeah, in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done It'll it in those be two mouse places. Gears, yeah. <laughs> Oof, well, um, <laughs> it was never mouse gears, um, but <laughs> okay, nerd. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, you're a professional podcaster. Get the name right. It was I mouse, never claimed to be a professional podcaster. Um, but... <laughs> or then telling people to travel due to hurricanes. I'm confused. We're the worst travel agents ever. Here we go again on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I've done it in the Emporium, too. So, yeah. Yes, I've done it all over the place, and it's great. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. 
the sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I just always wanted to say that. Oh,